All right. Welcome to this week's roundtable. As you can see, or maybe not see if you're listening, but I'm here with James Pusey and not Jeff Dodge. Jeff is in Kansas City uh, teaching seminary classes at Midwestern. Yeah. And so when my father-in-law is away, I get to play at the roundtable. That's right. James here is go. here. Here it is. So let's Big see where shoes this goes. To fill. Right. <laughs> Good luck, James. So you got to be this just seasoned shepherd and yeah you know just encouraging and life-giving and so it's easy it's easy oh yeah just try to be jeff this morning so <laughs> um but here's the topic james um it's today's topic is things you should be listening to instead of the round table right <laughs> yes. i don't know if and i feel a little bad that we're trying to be a little self-deprecating it's a, it's a title but i mean after the last round table so it happens every week Mark and Jeff record it, and then Mark brings me the file that I upload, and um, I don't know. There was some comment after it. He was like, it was fine this week or something. Yeah, it, it was and, not. Uh, yeah. And we laughed about it, and so it's kind of as a joke, I was like, the next episode should be things you should be listening to instead of the roundtable. Right. Um, not thinking we would actually do that, but, you know. Right. Yeah, and you are so. listening to the roundtable, so... Uh, you'll have to finish listening to the roundtable to hear what you should be listening to exactly. instead of the roundtable. It's so, beautiful. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> um, I want to talk about things that you're just taking in, whether you're reading, oh, yeah. uh, things you're listening to, things that are encouraging. And I'm thinking about this. There's so much noise out there and things we fill our minds with. And I think as believers... You know, where Paul says in Philippians 4, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, pure, excellent, admirable, praiseworthy, think about these things. So just different things that you've been, that have been provoking you to uh, just think mm-hmm. and, and enjoy God more and the world he's made. So, yeah, uh, yeah I'll let you start with some. Yeah, yeah, that verse, I mean, Philippians 4, 8, that passage, 4 through 8, is one of my, like, life scripture passages that I just go back to constantly because um, it's where it talks about like do not be anxious about anything but in everything I mean it's just all about what consumes your thoughts and um, yeah I've found that if I'm not intentional about like what I'm inputting into my mind then things that I don't want to be influencing me are influencing me it's like the difference between being active and passive like if you just turn on the TV and you're just searching channels versus going in with a plan like I know mm-hmm. I want to learn this and so I'm going to listen to these types of things mm-hmm. like you kind of set your goals first um, and that yeah that passage has kind of influenced the way that I approach what I listen to in the car you know like mm-hmm. I don't have a long commute a lot of you do but you know 15 minutes from here to my right. house so that's 30 minutes a day in the, the car how am I gonna redeem that time to learn something be edified in some way and so so what um, does that look like for you do you I one of the things I admire about you and I uh, wanted to have you on on this topic because I I, I look to you as a good example in this where you know over the lunch hour you'll be reading a book mm-hmm. you know and I think that takes discipline. It takes a hunger for to learn and grow and just the life of your mind. And so I guess, what yeah. does that look like? Give us yeah. a window into Yeah, I mean, I started doing that seven or eight years ago, just like 
setting aside my lunch hour as, I mean, sometimes I'll go out to lunch with people or whatever, be social, but for the most part, I'm sitting with a book, you know, just having that time to, to read and, um, I've gotten through a lot of books that way. It helps me just kind of get my mind out of the day to day. Um, and yeah. And, um, so right now, I mean, it, it, it depends. Sometimes I'll be reading a novel. Sometimes I'll be reading something about worship in the church, something more theological, mm-hmm. more practical. Um, but yeah, that, that has really been a helpful, at first it really was a discipline, you know, mm-hmm. to, to do that. And now I just, love it like I wouldn't want to spend my my lunch hour any other way and I know that's so so talk to me about some of the books that are on that list yeah you've talked about you know your desire to get through a lot of the classics and so yeah what are some of the books on that list so yeah I have a life goal of if you've ever read the book how to read a book which sounds like a redundant title but it's an incredible book um at the end of there there's an appendix that has this list of like the great books and it's very long but my life goal would be to read all those at some point it'd be it will take my whole life i'm sure (laughs) wow so you um, just do you actually i I don't actually like uh i i hop around the list you know and i read other stuff outside of that but um so give us an example of a of a classic because i think mark twain said you know a classic is a book that everyone wants to have read but no one wants to read. Mm-hmm. So everyone wants to say they read it, but it's such a different, it, it can be hard to read through them. I guess, Yeah. what is the value in reading? Give us an example yeah. of a book and the value of so classic. What I love about these books is they're not ones that you would just go to, but you're, you're understanding the foundation of how we got to where we are now. Mm. Like the way we think, the way that we view the world has been constructed through these writings that have come down through the years. I mean, Plato, Aristotle are some of like the big ones in in Western thought, but even just history. So one of the books or works on that list is um, The Decline and Fall of the Roman Empire by Edward Gibbon. It was written in the 1700s, but it's a six volume um, historical work on the Roman Empire. Hmm. And I'm not through it. I've, it's six huge volumes, and I'm like four in. Um, and I've been reading it over the course of some years. But you, you see the mistakes that people have made. You know, those who don't know history are doomed to repeat it, that quote. And mm. um, so you get history, you get philosophy, you get just novels, just stories of, of people that have lived in a different time and what a book is, is your portal into somebody else's brain. Like, mm-hmm. you get to think somebody else's thoughts or feel what it's like to live inside of their mind. And so the ability to do that, you know, 2,000 years ago, you know, you've got mm-hmm. the, the ability to access the thoughts of the people who have kind of laid the foundations for how we see the world right now. Um, so, so you... Do you think, oh, the things that after you get in their mind, what do you find? Is it, wow, Mm -hmm. they wrestled with the exact same things I do, or do you see it more as, wow, that was a different world that's Mm -hmm. so disconnected from our 
Yeah, it's a little bit of both, but mostly the first. I'm, I'm usually surprised at how, um, how much connects to today. And, you know, we talk about chronological snobbery. That was something that Jeff mm -hmm. brought up in a message. Like we think about people living thousands of years ago, not being as developed. Like they don't know as much as like they were smarter than us in a lot of, mm. in a lot of ways, no less wise. I mean, they didn't have the same technology or whatever, but, um, yeah, it's, it's always surprising to me how much I learn from these people and how much we're the same. So right now, a book that I'm going through is the confessions of St. Augustine, Augustine, who he is kind of the first autobiography, really. I mean, it's him pouring out his heart, mm -hmm. his heart. He lived in 400 AD. He wrote this. He was a priest and um, his confessions, it feels like it could be written today. Mm. Like the things that he's confessing, the things he wrestled with in his soul, even doubt over God's existence. It's so relatable and there's so much wisdom there for us. Um, that yeah, it's just it, it's comforting to know that these questions that we wrestle with today are not new. People mm -hmm. have wrestled with these things, and we're kind of in this continuous flow of. Do you ever walk away from those feeling like we are dumber now <laughs> yes. than those people? Yes. Yeah. Definitely, I do. Yeah. I tried to read City of God by Augustine, oh, and yeah. I I couldn't. I, I haven't read that one. It, I've heard I, it's very Yeah, dense. so I settled for, I just got on the great courses and took a course on the city of God, where this guy, a professor, basically dumps it down and mm -hmm. takes you through. It was genius. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's amazing. His thoughts on heaven yeah. and hell um, were unbelievable, but I needed somebody to repackage yeah. it and help me understand it. Oh, but, my word. And there's a lot, of, when you go through these classics there's a lot of books on that list that i i get to them and i'm like i don't know what they're talking about there's some that are like math it's just math books um euclid principles of geometry which i could follow about a quarter of it and then it got oh wow it got crazy yeah like, how was... do these people understand these concepts before computers before i mean they're it's incredible. I would read the first few pages and then I would cross it off the list. <laughs> yeah, and like, back in your Mortimer Adler book. Yes, totally. uh, There's a lot of skimming that goes on too where you're like, I'm never going to be able to apply this and I'm not going to do the work to... Yeah. yeah. So for the people who <laughs> uh, are not going to read the classics and yeah. don't want to read Tolstoy and Dostoevsky, what are some more accessible things you've been reading yeah, or yeah. thinking about that something's just been spurring you on yeah man i um uh, i don't listen to a ton of podcasts but i do really like podcasts um mm -hmm. my favorite podcast of all time is radio lab have you ever listened to that yes yeah because just i feel like that is curiosity bottled into like a 30 minute episode, like the essence of curiosity. Mm. Every episode is like asking a question, whether it's about science or sociology or curiosity in a bottle. Yes. That's what Radio that is lab. to me. And specific episodes, a specific episode that comes to mind is one they did on colors. Um, Ooh. so like why, why do, why do colors exist? And not necessarily like the science, but like, why do we, 
say that this color is red? Why do we say that that color is blue? What's the history of that? And mm. there's something to, um, in history, when people were, were able to create pigments, like dyes, that's when that category of color like comes into existence. It's like when we can create it. So red, no matter what culture you're in, tribe, like red is almost always the first color to be no designated. No way. It's the color Why? of blood. Blood, it's, yeah. It's, it's a very, um, yeah, it's a visceral color. They even went back to like Homer in the Iliad. He talks about the wine red seas. Like that's, mm. that's a, a way that he describes the sea. Like we would never describe it. Like the sea is blue. But there's something what? to just cultural construction of what color is. Wow. So, I, so yeah, you should yeah Google oh, okay, Radiolab okay, color colors. And, um, and all in one of the Radiolab episodes, I remember is I think it was Radiolab that did one on Einstein's brain. And the did you ever listen to that one where they they kind of tracked the um, the story of trying to preserve Einstein's brain? Oh geez, one of the last statements that's made on this was they made this statement. One of the guys said the thing about science is that we don't actually understand scientifically even what a thought is. Yeah. I mean, think about a thought. Yeah. There's no way to empirically prove mm -hmm. an idea or a thought. Yeah, it's, or to but capture it's, that. it's real, right? Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about something, but yeah. there's no way that science has of even explaining what a thought is, yeah. what an idea is. Like we have this brain, mm -hmm. but we can't access yeah. its thoughts. Yeah. It was, it was anyway, curiosity. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what you learn. I feel like I, I come out with more questions right. listening to that. I find out how little we actually do know yep. and understand. But, wow. That's, yeah. that's the one thing um, I was listening to Mike Rowe talk about can't remember whose podcast he was on. He was, I don't know if it was Joe Rogan or somebody where he was talking about the issue in education is curious. The big problem in education, we have more access to education than we've mm. ever had. All the information is on the internet. He goes, the problem all boils down to what's the one thing you need to get a great education? Curiosity. Mm. Yes. Wow. If you have a, a student who's curious and hungry, hunger would be another way to mm -hmm. say it, um, they can learn anything, but that's mm -hmm. the problem. All the information is there. Access to yes. calculus, physics, grammar. I mean, you can find this, you know, Khan Academy or whatever. Mm -hmm. You can YouTube all this stuff. Yeah. The problem is people are not hungry for it. And so it's like, it's almost like a grocery store. If education and information and knowledge is a grocery store, mm -hmm. um, people just stay in the candy aisle. So, yes. <laughs> so they go for the, you know, pornography would mm -hmm. be an example of like the toxic. You, you, you always end up going for the instant pleasure and the things, mm -hmm. maybe the news, politics. Yeah. And you can't get to mm -hmm. um, the, the goods. You know, uh, right. and so I think that's one of the things, even in why I want to talk about this is, yeah, yeah what's in the the vegetable mm -hmm. produce aisle? What's in the, yeah, you know, what's actually beneficial? 
And I do want to be careful too, even with my like wanting to read these great books or whatever, like it can get like that, that can become an idolatry and a distraction in itself where it becomes about like, Oh, I just want knowledge. I just want to know this right. fact or something like that. And, um, all of this is, is common grace from God, you know, these science and, um, explain that term common grace yeah so it's it's um the difference between common grace and saving grace you know like god mm-hmm. god saves us he calls people to salvation like that is that is a that's a different type of grace than common grace which is to all people everybody can enjoy a piece of music everybody can enjoy mm-hmm. yep a nice sunny day, you know, yeah. like things that everybody can enjoy, grace gifts um, from God. But we we make a mistake when we make these the ultimate things. Like if that desire of mine to read all the books on this classic list becomes greater than my desire to follow God with right. all of my heart and soul and mind and strength, mm-hmm. like all of that has to come under the work for the yep. kingdom. And yeah, um, so you. But when it's a when there's a genuine curiosity and a hunger for knowledge, there is a way for that to be just worshipful. Oh, and I yes. think about I think about um, you know one of one of my mentors um, back in college. Uh, I did an internship at my home church back mm. in Omaha, and and this guy he had so many library books stuffed all directions and everything. Mm-hmm. And I walked in and it smelled like an old library. And he gave me a reading list. He's like, your job this summer, your internship is just to read and for us to just hang out and talk about what you're thinking about and reading. And he, at one point he started, he held up Les Mis and he's like, this is my favorite book. And he's like, mm. he started actually tearing up and he looked around his office and he's like, the thought that there are incredible novels that I will never get a chance to read in this life makes me so sad. And mm-hmm. his just his hunger and curiosity. For yes. him it was not idolatry as much as worship. Like it, yeah. it drew him into yes. the, the, the awe of God. And so mm-hmm. some, yeah, that's the gift of these types of, of works is yeah. It, it shepherds your soul. Like a good novel helps you love like lame is for instance, you read that and you love people more. You're more compassionate. You are in awe of God. By, mm. by kind of walking through this story. And so that's, wow. yeah, that's an incredible thing that reading and stories can do. So one of the things I found is that in this world, we tend to be fascinated by celebrities, extroverts, people. Mm-hmm. But what I've, the older I've gotten, the more I've discovered that the people that I actually want to talk to and I'm most interested in are the people who don't want to talk. Because they're introverts who are reading all this, uh, mm. they're just they're just taking in all this incredible knowledge, and they're almost private about it. Or it's mm. almost a a deep well that as you get to really know people. Um, anyway, so mm. I, I yeah, I, I think that that that's something that I admire more and more are people who mm. read broadly and have this depth. And when you talk to them, it's not just the political talking points. There's mm. just a, 
almost a transcendence to their mm. the way that they experience the world. It's not in the 24-hour news cycles and emotions yes. of the time. So I think, mm-hmm. I don't know, I see that in you, James, is, is that it, it does kind of ground and settle you. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, what, some of the things that I'm, I'm yeah, what, are you what I've been thinking about these is days? one of the thinking about curiosity is uh, I just listened to Joe Rogan's interview of Elon Musk that was like from a week or two ago and mm. it i mean it's three it's it's long and it's uh it got you know whatever i i can only handle so much of it yeah <laughs> it was it was long but i'm fascinated by i mean the physics of this universe and outer space and mm. i mean elon musk his his mission is his whole goal is that he wants to colonize mars yeah and all this stuff is just a means to you know, this kind of multi-planetary venture of, of getting out to Mars. And um, and as they were talking about, I just, there's something about the universe to me mm. that is just, when I think about heaven, I think about, man, is God going to let us yeah. just explore the vastness of the universe? Like right. interstellar there's type so stuff. There's so much out there. Right. Like, and yeah. to hear Elon Musk actually articulate the physics behind it and mm-hmm. the, you know, kind of the elliptical orbit of Mars and how it intersects. And there's this point where, you know, it would take six months to get there. But if we figured out this other technology, you know, you could maybe get it down to two months or a month. And thinking about the next frontier of exploration is like the people, like the Christopher Columbus. Like there's going to be a group in our lifetime that goes to Mars. And then it'll be like the Mayflower, you know, just going to this new place. Oh, man. I love that. It's funny. My wife and I have a have a bet going on. She and I think this is crazy. She doesn't think we will go to Mars by the year 2050. I'm like, we're gonna go to Mars in like 10 years. What do you? So so you have a bet. What's, yeah. What's on the line? Honestly, I can't even remember what's on the line. I but think, aren't you? Isn't don't you want to go into outer space? Yes, I want to go into space. That's also on my bucket list. Before I die, I want to go to space. And not like I don't think I'll walk on the moon or anything but you like even now you can pay millions of dollars to go up on a you know go up into the atmosphere like into orbit and then you land so I'm thinking by the time I'm 80 like maybe that'll be semi-affordable how Um, much how much money would you pay today to go if we said you could go into like (laughs) low earth orbit and and uh be up there for a week man how much would you pay Jeez. Assuming that Audrey could get on board with Assuming this. Assuming that Audrey could get on board. Assuming that we have money to spend. <laughs> uh, right now, but I'm saying right now, given your current economic situation and budget, what would you actually pay? <laughs> would you pay $5,000? I mean, that was the number of... I would certainly not go above that. Maybe a couple thousand. I'm trying okay. to be reasonable. There's a right. lot of... Like, we're in the adoption Dude, process. For five, like, but we don't have... Yeah. Money that we can just... Hey, man. Oh, and I'm going to space. I found out. It's only $2,000, which <laughs> is a great two... deal. Yeah. But she would not be behind it. I she know. Was, okay, well, that's... All right. <laughs> Some other things. Uh, I One of the things I listen to for news is The Briefing by Al Mohler. It's just a good 25-minute, hmm. and you listen to it at one and a half speed. Yeah. He's really smart, and so listening to him fast is hard, but mm-hmm. gives you just a good that's good worldview yeah. on 
the news. And he'll take like one, he won't hit all the headlines, but he'll take like one thing and kind of help you think um, more mm-hmm. as a Christian, how would a Christian process this thing yes. that's in the news? I think he's very sober-minded. Yeah. So you you get, I mean, he's a conservative, so you're going to get a conservative mm-hmm. approach to it. But I think he's he's not as polemic and mm-hmm. um, emotionally, it's it's... Yeah. He's a little more sober-minded about the news, which yeah. I appreciate. Yeah. Even if I don't agree with everything, it's like, wow, yeah. that was really helpful and help you helped me think through mm-hmm. this issue. Yeah. So, like you get like he talked about the death penalty and you get more of a history and the philosophy hmm. and history of thought related to the death penalty. So you don't just get the today's talking points. Yes. But let's zoom out and sort of mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, yeah, it's interesting. I haven't listened to the briefing. I I don't have a regular like news podcast thing that I listen to. I'm for a journalism major. I'm way too probably disconnected from the news. I don't know. I mean, I get right. the push notifications. I get like, oh hey, breaking news: prosecutors are dropping drunken driving charges against Bruce Brink- Springsteen. Wow. That's an actual wow. one. What's the news source there? Uh, okay, Wall yeah. Street Journal. Okay. So, But yeah. I've got AP, I've got New York so, Times, I've got right. a bunch of different... So you, yeah. So the algorithms kind of are shaping your... Well, that's no. the... Yeah, oh, totally. Well, that's the thing with news. I don't care who it's from. Like, you have to have a discerning ear. And I am very... I'm leery of pundits of any sort really like anyone who's interpreting the news for me i get a little bit like uh, i I know i'm aren't they but aren't they interpreting the news for you if they choose what news you hear and what news you don't totally yeah i mean yeah bias is a thing regardless of what any source that you're getting news from has some sort of bias whether it's editorial like i'm choosing this as the headline versus this as the headline how do you as a journalism major yeah how, how do, do you navigate? think do that you worked so, for a newspaper right uh yeah for a while i worked for the ames tribune um but i i will something i don't always do this lately i've i've been pulling up whenever i see a headline or whatever i will go to CNN and I'll go to Fox News and just compare their home pages. I just think that's a fun exercise to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like, I looked at it the other day and the top story on CNN was something about the rioters, like hearings against the rioters. Fox News, the headline was Fauci is something backlash against Fauci, which I'm sure like the there are facts behind both of those headlines, right. but it's just right. And we're deciding to push this one down and elevate this right. one, whereas we're deciding. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's so hilarious. You have to have oh, a discerning man. mind. It's, there is no source of news that you can completely be like, oh, and I know that's completely unbiased. It's like, you have to form your own mm-hmm. foundation yep. of your soul, your own lens to be able to interpret the news so that when you listen to a pundit mm. of what, whether it be Rachel Maddow or Ben Shapiro or whoever it is, mm. like, you know, okay, I understand that, but I also understand the lens through which they are right. interpreting this. Yep, absolutely. So, okay, so um, I guess this might be turning into me talking about 
podcasts you should be listening to or yeah not should be but you might be interested in or whoever's totally. listening yeah yeah because uh i mean the I'll briefing but i wrote some things down this because this is just what i have been listening to this last week um okay. life and books and everything it's this kevin DeYoung and is it justin taylor and colin hansen from mm. uh gospel coalition they have this life books and everything podcast i've only listened to a couple episodes the tim keller episode that they did uh, from a couple weeks ago was incredible. It was, I mean, he, Keller talks about his struggle with prostate cancer. Mm. And the thing that he says is my struggle is not against cancer. My fight is not, I'm not fighting cancer. I'm fighting sin because I find that I'm anxious. Yeah. I'm fearful. Those are all heart related issues, not cancer related. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm what I'm struggling. Like if I was at yeah, peace in Christ, great. you know, I wouldn't be struggling with anxiety and fear mm-hmm. and all those things. I thought, wow, and he had some incredible um, insights. And then the um, the interview they did with Stephen Nichols on his biography of R.C. Sproul. Mm-hmm. Have you ever listened to R.C. Sproul? Yeah, yeah. I mean, back in when I was taking theology courses, uh-huh. he's got Sproul has a great. He's he passed away a couple of years ago, but mm-hmm. his podcast is called Renewing Your Mind, and I can click on Renewing Your Mind anytime and love it. I mean, uh-huh. he's got he's such a he's this mix of like pastor, theologian, teacher, um, and so I mm-hmm. I am a big R.C. Sproul fan. But they were talking about R.C. Sproul and that the books, life books and everything. And that was pretty cool. Just looking at his life. I was thinking about, I want to talk to Jeff about the topic. Um, Cause Sproul was really into equipping, renewing uh, your mind, yeah. equipping the saints mm-hmm. with a Christian worldview. And he was kind of a philosopher, apologist, mm-hmm. but also a theologian, Bible teacher. Um, but they had this place where they gathered outside of Pittsburgh. It was like a, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if it's where, yeah, anyway, they were talking about how he basically had a house that he would just invite guests into. Hmm. And it, that's the way it all started. His whole ministry started with like, you know, 12 to 20 people just sitting in a living room and him just, just talking about theology. And, <laughs> and um, anyway, it was, I kind of want to process that with Jeff. Like, what does yeah. that look like for, you know, Veritas, Iowa City to be a place where, yeah, yeah we just come and, I mean, it's already happening with Veritas School of Theology, but just keeping it relational and mm-hmm. um, people come to just learn and grow. And anyway, I'll oh. process that with him. Yeah. I'll have to check that one out. Um, so that was, yeah, life books, everything, renewing your mind, mind with RC Sproul. I was also, um, Drew Stevenson called me. He's like, Oh, you should listen to the dear or listen to Carrie. Is it Nihoff? Uh, his leadership podcast. No, he's had some fascinating people. John, he had, uh, John Orberg on that was amazing. Mm. He's had tons of great guests. I don't listen yeah. to it a lot, but any anytime someone is like, "Hey, you should listen to this one," I did. He interviewed Rob Palinka, the GM for the Lakers. Oh wow! And I had no idea he's a believer, but he talked about Kobe huh. Bryant, his relationship with him, and interesting building the team. So you kind of get some leadership mm. stuff there with that one. Yeah, so that's a good one. How, how long are the episodes? Uh, that's big for me. Oh yeah, the length. <laughs> Do you, well, what speed do you listen to? Do you listen to it at just? Uh, typically, I listen speed. at at normal speed. At normal, so okay. There, there's a life hack though. 
right there. What do you, one and a half? I do. Two? Yeah, I found if it's more of a cerebral, it's going to require some thought, 1.3. So yeah. I'm listening to Lord of the Rings again. I try to listen to it. Well, I only recently started listen, getting into it, but I'm listening to it for the second time now. 1.3 is the okay, the magic wow. for me. So, but, Lord of the Rings... Uh, what what? How long are we into the episode? And it just got mentioned. So yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Audrey, my wife Audrey had this great. So she she was catching up on episodes of the round table. She's like, oh, I'm just curious. I'll like, yeah. It was you and Jeff and Austin, and she was like, there was a point where Lord of the Rings came up, and Mark and Jeff talked about Lord of the Rings for the rest of the time. <laughs> and Austin was like, yeah. If Lord of the Rings comes up. It's, it's just it's over. It's over. It's I was, over. Do you know the SNL skit? What up with that? Ooh wee! What up with that? Um, basically, it's a talk show where he gets off topic. He just can't help breaking into song. Lord of the Rings is no the what way. up with that? Oh, there it of is. The round table. It's called what up with that? Yep. Look All right. All right. There we go. We'll look that up. Right. It's appropriate. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Um, <laughs> let's see the other. Um, yeah, the other one, the last one that I had was I'll. I'll check in with uh, um, Bob Thune, his Wednesday conversations. Oh um, yeah, and yeah. He said some. Those. Yeah, he said some good topics. He yeah. talked through some of the stuff on critical race theories. Talked through recently some of the gender issue stuff um, that was pretty mm. helpful. And you now Bob's just a, a great thinker. Yeah. And so I really appreciate mm. his stuff. So yeah. Anyway, those are some of the things I've been listening to and. I'm gonna have to pick up one of these books. Even I, I tried. I tried Anna Karenina. Yeah, how how far did you get? Well, it. Leith and I were listening to it at the same time, and so Audible would like. Oh yeah. Pick up, you know, uh, pick it up at different spots, and, and then so she would lose her at. spot, and then I would lose mine, and so I was kind of waiting for her to get through it. And so yeah. I'll I'll pick it back up, but I. I'm looking forward to it. it. It takes some time to, uh, some of these books I found almost, you have to read it more than once. Mm -hmm. even. Yeah. It's like a, it's like enjoying, learning to enjoy wine. Right. You can't just drink it and enjoy it. Mm -hmm. It takes some time to understand and develop a, a palate for it. Yeah. I don't know if I'm encouraging people now to get into drinking wine. Yeah. I still totally. don't like wine, but. So that's the principle. Go drink some wine. There it is. Get a, is that the go to Aldi's, get a three ninety nine bottle of wine. Do you drink wine? Yeah, not. I mean, not all the time. But we have a bottle of wine in our house right now. And you can occasionally. Enjoy it. Yeah. Do you actually enjoy it, I do. or do you, or are you like, I like the idea of enjoying this. Because uh, that's, yeah. that's where, like, if I'm gonna drink totally, wine, yes, I, I know I, what you're talking about. It's the idea of it. Yeah, I enjoy. A glass of wine. Fair to have it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. On a scale of one to ten, it's a it's a seven for me. Okay, that's <laughs> it's good. Not like, oh I, man, and I want a glass of wine right now. Okay. There, there is something about right. like the yes. situation too. Yep. You know. It is. Well, I I was just I love this verse in Isaiah twenty five. I think it's twenty five. I'm looking it up right now, where he talks about the new Jerusalem, the new Jerusalem, and is it 25 or 26, where it talks about, here it is, on this mountain, 
The Lord of armies will prepare for all the peoples a feast of choice meat, a feast with aged wine, prime cuts of choice meat, fine vintage wine. Mm. On this mountain, he will swallow up the burial shroud, the shroud over all the peoples, the sheet covering all the nations. When he has swallowed up death once and for all, the Lord will wipe away the tears from every face and remove his people's disgrace from the whole earth. For the Lord has spoken. On that day, it will be said, look, this is our God. We have waited for him and he has saved us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. Let's rejoice and be glad in his salvation. The picture of the future kingdom as, you know, included with, he talks about aged wine, fine wine, fine vintage wine. I mean, um, this picture of a feast Mm -hmm. of all the peoples gathered, death is no more, the tears are no more. And, uh, I don't know. There's something about this yeah. this conversation that that stirs me up toward mm-hmm. toward that, just yeah. with longing for um, the kingdom, the life that is to come, mm. and uh, yeah. So hopefully yeah. this That's week, um, yeah, you will be encouraged to fill your mind with things that are noble, true. What you can can you give me the list? You have you yeah, like the verse? Yeah, yeah. Whatever is, is right? true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely. Whatever is, um, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. I might have left one out there. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. So hopefully you guys have a great week and are encouraged. Um, So have a great week. We will see you next time. Actually, are we going to get, we kind of have a maybe a surprise coming up next week. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be fun. It'll be more, some music involved. Music involved. We've got a, we've got a recording coming up a live worship recording on march 6th yeah saturday next night saturday and so we'll give you we're going to give you a little preview next round table so yep. stay tuned we'll see you next time all right